This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Take care of your property with equipment you can count on. Like the Kubota BX and L01 series compact tractors. Part of our under 100 horsepower tractor lineup. Rated number one for reliability. And Z-series mowers and sidekick utility vehicles. Where durability meets speed. Visit your local Kubota dealer for a demo today. Go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. Visit GoKubota.com for a dealer near you. Cottage Talk Fall Time. I'm Russ Goldman, and joining me right now is Max Cohen, who just left Kenilworth Road for the 3-3 draw for Fulham against Ludentown. In my opinion, this is a very disappointing result for Fulham. I know they got a goal in the end, but I'm very disappointed by what I watched today. And I'm going to bring Max on right now. He has just left the ground. Max, let's not waste any time. Give me your opening thoughts on what you watched today. Such a mixture of emotions, Russ, because that last-minute equalizer was one of the best limbs away scenes I've ever seen in my life, probably. People falling all over each other in that tight away end. It was, it was jubilation. It was an amazing, amazing goal in, in the final minutes. But juxtapose that with the terrible performance, let's be honest. We gifted two of the worst goals, three of the worst goals oh, okay. I've ever seen. Ever, it was absolute trash. Just trash. There's only one way to put it. And during the attack for much of the match, we couldn't do anything, Russ. So the defense was abysmal. The attack was, I saw something say on Twitter, so accurate, scripted. You go through a script, put the ball wide, put the ball in the box, get cleared over and over again. Sideways yep. passes, no movement. It was infuriating. But again, we gifted them. I mean, what we did there was terrible. What Brian did was terrible. And then what Malson did in the first half was terrible. It reminded me of what we did all of last season with the terrible goals we gave up. And that's just so frustrating because this is Luton Town. We're not playing Leeds. We're not playing a Premier League side. We made no. this, honestly, League One quality side look good. And that's a joke. We did, Max. And like you said, two of these goals were gifted to them. There's no other way to put it. The third goal, 
again, this which is actually the second goal. We're talking about the two goals that we gifted him, but the second goal itself, controversial because it does look like it hits his uh, arm or hand. So that I definitely, you can point to, but that doesn't take away the horrible defending from Fulham. And uh, in my opinion, they don't deserve anything from this. They, they did get a point. Obviously, I can imagine you being jubilant afterwards because they found a way to get a point. But you shouldn't be drawing 3-3 at Ludentown. You just shouldn't be. So I'm very disappointed by what I watched today. have to give Ludentown some credit because they played hard and uh, they took advantage of their opportunities. But we should not be drawing against the Max. I can't get beyond that. True. It's true. And uh, we, we need to deserve a draw. You're right. But because those goals are just – they're out of nowhere. Honestly, we get the equalizer when yep. it's uh, 2-2. Right with Dimitro headed from the corner, and let's give credit to Knockart because that was an excellent delivery. And then you think we're the, we're the only in the match at that point, and it looked like we'd go on to win it because they had nothing. Yeah. They were set set their seven man defense out there and just kept kicking it long. So it was set up for the three points. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm I'm honestly dumbfounded because you can't you can't fix that. I mean, if someone's gonna make an error like that, Reed just passing the ball right to the player. Brian did the same thing. And Lawson playing around with in his own box. What can you do? We can get new players in in January. And Hector coming in, a lot of pressure is going to be on him, Russ, because he needs to make this defense radically better. Because right now, if we're being undone by Luton and giving away cheap goals on Luton, I can't imagine what we'll do, even if we make the playoffs, which again, right now, that might not even happen. Well, see, this is where I disagree with you, Max. I was going back and forth with a foam supporter on Twitter because basically said that, you know, again, if anyone thinks that we can even be in the talk for top two, you should be put in a straitjacket. And I said, put me in a straitjacket because I actually think they can because the defense, I think, is fixable. One reason you mentioned is, Hector, yes, there's a lot of pressure on him. But from the people I have talked to who have seen him play at Sheffield Wednesday, we should be very happy who we're bringing in. So I feel confident with that because they do need a change. And this defending is horrible. And if I'm Scott Parker, and I know this is not going to be a popular sentiment, I'm going to be sitting Joe Bryan because that's a mistake. And again, some of these mistakes, maybe maybe even Mawson, because you need to send a message to these guys. These are fixable problems, but the only way they fix them is one, bringing in new players, and two, getting a message across that this is unacceptable. It really was, and, and people in the stand uh, were giving it to them, as, as they really should be. You they know, deserve it. Them, they deserve it. Lean announced the man of the match. It was number 25, the law of the law. Someone said, it should be Tim Lean. Tim Lean should be the man of the match. Because, I mean, you know, you blame Brian for that, and Brian also did terrible oh. for the third goal. But Lean should never be putting in that position. It's a hospital ball. If you play the ball out wide, you let it go out for a throw, there's just no need for any of that. And that's what makes it so frustrating because totally agree about team. Tim Ray. They're a bad team. They're 21st in the league Ross. They lost in like eight of their last 10. I know. And, and the fact that we can't go there and win. I mean, who can we beat at this point? Well, listen, we, we do know that they can beat quality teams. We just saw that against Leeds United. That's why you have to weigh everything that you're seeing. If we're just talking about this one match, it does show the weaknesses of Fulham that, uh, again, if a team – has a good game plan, sets themselves up to force Fulham into making mistakes or, or just waiting for them to make a mistake, you can capitalize. And that's what Town did. I mean, honestly, 
they did create other situations for themselves, so you have to give them credit on that. But I'm glad that you went back to Tim Ream because Fulham could have very easily lost because of Tim Ream, okay? So he needs to look himself in the mirror. Maybe, you know, as Giannis was mentioning, that, uh, again, he's been down on Tim Ream the entire season. Don't mean to put words in Giannis's mouth, but I remember him talking about that, that we really need to be looking at him. And uh, I see that. I totally see that. I don't know if it's because he's played so many matches or maybe it's just time. That's why I think Hector coming into the team could make a difference, Max. But again, we shall see. But listen, let's just talk about the goals they gave up and just talk about how pathetic they were. But then on the flip side, we also have to talk about the goals for Fulham. So let's talk about the first goal because I'm watching this and I can't believe what I'm seeing. What I'm seeing from the Fulham defense, specifically Alfie Moss, and, and they gifted them that first goal, Max. It was, and we saw it coming actually because the same thing happened almost 30 seconds to a minute before that when we were messing around with the ball in the penalty area. I think it was Reem this time, and we barely cleared it. And, and we're thinking, the players are jumpy, the fans are jumpy. Everyone knows that if you mess about with it right in front of the goal, good things will never happen. And that comes from Parker. Parker says to them, This is how we play on the back. That's for the manager. No player in their right mind would ever want to do that. That's why I have to point finger Parker there. Says, okay. Don't tell the players to do the strategy, which so clearly doesn't work. Um, and of course, Mawson gets dispossessed, you know, unacceptably, absolutely unacceptably. And also, I don't think Rodak does it very well. He gets a hand on it, Ross, yep. but Costa could have done better. Altogether, it was a shock. It almost didn't feel real because it's what, five minutes into the match at Newton, where almost everyone thinks that's three points, and we're behind. Absolutely. But thankfully, Fulham reacted fairly quickly. You have the goal from Bobby Reed. Let's talk about him, Bobby Decker Dover Reed, because again, he had some key goals here. We have to talk about that. Let's talk about his goal in the ninth minute, Max. Well, it's it good work on the right wing by Cavalero. Again, that was our first attack. So that also had a, a sense of you know, disbelief about it because the ball comes in to Reed, and he's so open. I mean, there's no player within 10 yards of him, and he couldn't miss from there. So a very nice cushioned header down to the keeper's left. Uh, and again, so many goals in, in, in the first 10 minutes. I really did have a feeling that both teams had a kind of Christmas hangover of sorts. So they didn't seem up to it. And the defenses were sleeping for both of those goals. Absolutely. And listen, right after that, after the Fulham scored, listen, they did create some opportunities. You have a couple shots from Kearney and a good shot from Joe Bryan. But then we have to go right to the goal that put Lutentown ahead once again in the 28th minute. This came off of a free kick. And Collins scores, and I don't know if you got a good look at this, but it definitely looks like it could very easily have been handball. What, what are your thoughts about this? Do you get a good look at this? Really honest, I'm on the left side of the way end, and I didn't see that goal that well. I didn't see a handball. I think a lot of the fans are kind of focused on the poor marking rather than a possible penalty. I know the players are definitely looking at the referee, but I did not get a great look. But you're saying in the replay it showed there was yep. a handball in the build-up. Yeah, that's a shame. Uh, that's yeah. a shame. But again, so many of the free kicks, they had the one goal chalked off for offside later on in the half. That's right. They weren't marking up. Again, that's, to me, the defense. That might have been a lucky goal that shouldn't have stood. But altogether, we were so shaky. Not first half. Very shaky. Totally agree. And what's interesting about this is that, again, Gentleman Jim on the broadcast kept talking about him and Jamie that their best chance to score was going to be off of set pieces. And what do they do? You know, and then the other way, they didn't mention this, but it was obvious to me, was going to be to put Fulham into situations where they make mistakes or on the counter. And that's where they look very dangerous. And I, I want to give Ludentown credit for that. So 
Fulham go into the half down two to one, Max. What were your thoughts going into the second half? Yeah, so halftime, there was a lot of disconnect, discontent in the way end, as there should be, because the defense, first of all, was terrible. But more so, we had, ball, we had the ball for a lot of the first half after the goal was scored. And there was no movement. And it was so frustrating because the ball would go from Lawson to Reed, maybe a fullback, maybe back to Rodak. But there'd be no movement in front of them. And when there was movement, when something did happen, it would be a ball to one of the wingers or a fullback who just hoped, just lift in a, a terrible cross to nobody. And they either go out for a goal kick and the keeper needs to save it. And there was no penetration. There was no initiative in the final third. And that problem persisted until maybe the final 15 minutes of the match when they were really chasing it. Now, right. when we have the ball and teams sit off us, there's no ingenuity. You know, players don't have any urgency. It's slow build up. It's predictable. And it more likely than not ends up with a floated cross that doesn't result in a goal. And, and I was just flummoxed by how we can have so many quality attacking players and there'd be nothing, no spark in that final third. That was the main where I had. Because the defensive issues, yeah. I think you're right. There are little errors. Maybe those are more fixable. This is a structural thing that's been happening to us for months now. I'm not going to disagree with that, Max, because while I'm watching and I'm, I'm thinking about this, is that why is Lutentown and other teams like Lutentown able to basically play so well defensively against Fulham when you watch them and really take them out of what they want to do? Because there is no flow. Again, the passing, like you said, the sideways passing, let's move it to one side. No, that's not working there. Then we're going to move it to the other side. It's so slow and meticulous where, again, it looks like they are trying to open them up. But beyond that, it just doesn't look right. When you look at other teams with their offensive prowess, you could see them looking dangerous. And I just didn't feel like that watching Fulham. It looked like, okay, I'm going to pass it to you. Maybe you'll pass it back to me. And that, to me, just does not seem to be uh, like a good plan for how to play offensively. It just, again, they don't seem to be on the same page or they just don't seem to be playing together at all as a team. And that's the same thing, basically. You know, again, where is the, where's the movement? The movement is just really just poor. You know, teams have figured out how to play against them. And when that happens, well, then then it gets to the coach to find another way. Because this isn't working well. And I'm glad that you mentioned that because it isn't just defensively, you can look going forward too, because it just doesn't flow right. It just doesn't look right. It looks so slow, Max. But anyway, so they are down two to one in the second half, but they do create a decent amount of opportunities in the second half. And that all leads to the equalizer from Mitro that he scores off of a corner and it's, it's a header. So what was going through your mind when they scored the equalizer? It was a great feeling because, you know, Knocker came on and actually I wasn't sure that was the best decision. I wanted to see Kamara on earlier, but he justified it. Knocker with that great step. Taken one a bit earlier that also was dangerous and been cleared. But this one, he comes, he approaches the ball and whips and he beats the first man. It's the bare minimum. He just had a great leap. Um, and I mean, that's what you have there for, right? Great presence in the box. And then that was great scenes. That's 15 minutes to go. And you think that's it. You know, it's 2-2. We have all the momentum. We'll win this. So it was optimism. It was another great feeling, another great team in that, that away end because we had the late drama. But I'll give credit to Parker for making that substitution because yep. that was one of the best corners I've seen in a long time. Totally agree. And at that point, you're really feeling, okay, they get the goal. They should go on and win. 
And obviously that's not what happens there, Max. And this goes back to, again, just gifting another goal in the 84th minute Cornick scores. And, and we've already talked about, you've already mentioned a little bit of how this all breaks down. But let's go back to it right now because, again, I know the first goal that they gave up was embarrassing. This, to me, is equal to it. It was it was honestly disbelief. And there was, and that was given away. It's a long ball at the top, so there appeared to sustain pressure from Fulham. And it started when they Luton just hoofed it, hoofed it clear. It wasn't like a great through ball. It was just a hoof. And arguably that ball would have gone out the touchline and been a throw-in for Fulham. But Reem, first error, decides to save it. Puts it back centrally, and that's where all the pressure is. You never play yep. the ball centrally, and it backs the goal. And then you see Brian receive the ball back to the ball again, and you think, everyone is saying back to the ball in error and how we gave away that first goal. And yep. the collective grow, like, don't do something stupid. And they did something stupid. <laughs> and you see the Luton player run onto it. Rodak comes out. I think that's also possibly poor keeping, looking like got rolled under him, and the ball finds its way in the back of the net. And it's just anger. First anger, then quiet shock, because we couldn't believe our eyes. It was just a joke. It was not a joke of a, of a goal to give up. That's one of the worst goals I've ever seen Fulham give up. And that's saying horrible. And I was at first I was angry, and then just silence, which is honestly amazing. You know, no one said a word because we were just steaming in anger and, and just. I hear you, Max. And what's interesting about that, at three to two, you're hoping that Fulham can get the equalizer, and we'll talk about that in just a second. But honestly, Luton almost made it four to two, which would have been, you know, again. Insult to injury, my friend. So they were fortunate to stay in this match until the very end at 3-2. to two. So let's talk about the equalizer once again from Bobby Decadorva-Reed. Again, Fulham go home with a point. Thankfully, they get a point. I'm not satisfied, but let's talk about the goal from Reed to get Fulham a point. Yeah, it was, it was a great, uh, great bit of fight because after that, after you got 3-2, all the air goes out of the crowd out of the way end and conversely it looks like the players lost their belief too. I don't blame them. It was such a punch in the gut. Soccer punch yep. is the best way to describe it. But yep. to get back in there, I think you have to give them a lot of credit because the fans were furious. The fans didn't them back. The players will them back at that point. And we get a final attack um, and it was right down that right wing where honestly most of the attack came from the second half of that right wing, whether it's Christie yep. or Knockart. Um, great ball clipped in. And Kamara, it's a great leap, really nice header. Well saved, and then reads on there to, to tuck home, and everyone went mental. But it was weird because, again, it's an equalizer, but again, it's a 94th minute. It's, it's in great scenes. And then you step back and remember, yes, that's a great feeling to get the goal, but we've only got a point, and it's completely. So, again, an odd feeling. It's always amazing to be in the crowd for a last minute away equalizer, great away day, but it shouldn't have been that way at all. It should have no. been much more comfortable, and we never should have had to honestly settle for a point away with the team of 21st in the league. Totally agree, Max. And that's the funny thing about this because in some matches you get that lead equalizer and it feels like a win. This doesn't feel like a win at all. This feels, you know, again, and I'll say this, as I said at the beginning when we started recording, I don't feel like they deserved anything from it because of these mistakes. Now, you might disagree with me because they got a point, right? But overall, I don't feel they deserved anything. Thankfully, well, yeah. they got how something. How many saves did Rodak make? That's, that's one thing I want to ask. How many saves did our keeper have to make? And I can't think of one off the top of my head. I cannot. 
That's a great question there, my friend, and I'm going to look that up while we talk about this. So, but for you, do you understand where I'm coming from on this? Yes, yes, completely. Because we were just that poor that it feels weird that we've rescued a point. We didn't deserve it in the sense of we shot ourselves in the foot. We should be doing much more, uh, turning into professional performance there. But at the same time, Loon weren't great either. We made them look good at, in, in some periods, but they created very little, had a set pieces. They never put us under pressure for, honestly, any stretch of the match, which, which leads me to believe that we should have won this. But again, we didn't deserve it, and the defense is terrible. Right. And just so you know, my friend, Ludentown only had three shots on target. They had 10 total shots the entire match. So three goals, three shots on target. Yep. Yeah. And that, that tells you about the defense as well. Yep. No, it certainly does, my friend. It certainly does. Well, listen, before we go... I want to get your final thoughts on this. We are not going to be doing a post-match show, but we will be doing that after the Stoke City match along with full-time. But I definitely wanted to do a full-time show of uh, this Boxing Day match, and I wish it was a better result. And uh, I know, again, I'm treating this like a loss, and I know I shouldn't be because it's still a point. But that's how I feel, Max. Those are my final thoughts. What are your final thoughts? final thought to me is that it, it does feel like a loss. In a way, but then again, you have to remember that you got that late equalizer. It could have been much worse for us. At least we got one point out of this. Yes. But it's very hard to look at the positives. I mean, Parker, the Parker Abbasade will be in full force tonight. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> Questions have to be asked a lot about that game plan. About, I think, first and foremost, playing out of the back and how disastrous it turned out. That comes from the manager. Another question has to be asked. That's how he wants to play. For months. So you're right about That's that. That's how he wants to play. And it's backfired massively in two instances. We become a pass first team in, 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 in the fence, and that's the worst place to be in. You never want to mess around with it at your back because it leads to goals, as we've seen today. And then you look at his ideology in general and what it looks at in the attacking sense. And if you want to pass the ball, it needs to be quick. It needs to be quick possession. And all we do now is play slow possession. It makes it easy for teams like Luden to sit back, take the pressure, and we can't break them down. So... In that respect, I'm not going to come out here and say fuck her out. But either the players need to change or he needs to change. Because right now, when they're struggling to draw us away at teams like Luton, and you know, we beat Luton, that was an approach to that. We didn't play too well against Luton. I think we had passion, but we didn't have a game plan that looked like we beat top five. I don't see a consistent side here. Um, I, I know we're still probably up there in the top six, hopefully, by the end of today. Don't know what happened. Um, but if we want to play good against these, these poor sides, you need to play quicker. And that's what I'd say to Parker, is that you need to tell your players to play quicker or else we'll have more draws like this case continue. Okay. Very good there, my friend. Well, listen, thank you for joining me after this match. And, again, for me, it's a disappointing result, even though Fulham do get a point. But I'm glad that we were able to do it. But it is time to wrap it up. For my co-host, Max Cohen, I'm Russ Coleman. Thank you, as always, for listening to Cottage Talk. It's the 90th minute. And all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping. And you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants. 18 plus. Serving times. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. No, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.